When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Hi, I'm PJ Horosco, and I'm here with best-selling author Giles Milton. Hi, Giles. Hi there, PJ. And this is Unknown History, a podcast full of quirky tales from the past, which will help you pretend you paid attention in history class. Hey, Giles, why don't you tell us a little bit about Rasputin's death? Well, PJ, there were a lot of colorful rumors spread about Rasputin's death, and most of them were spread by Prince Yusupov, who was um, the man who was supposed to have killed him. Um, Prince Yusupov said that he had laced um, cakes and wine with cyanide and served these to Rasputin, but um, these poisoned cakes and drinks um, didn't kill him. He then said that he tried to shoot Rasputin through the heart, put a bullet through his heart, but said even that failed to kill him. And listen to this, these few lines from from Yusupov's own account. Um, This is after shooting Rasputin through the heart. He said, he rushed at me, trying to get at my throat. He sank his fingers into my shoulder like steel claws. His eyes were bursting from their sockets, blood oozed from his lips. It seemed, from Yusupov's account, as if Rasputin was simply impossible to kill. What do you think Yusupov's motivation was for lying about the cause of Rasputin's death and concocting the story about poison? It looks pretty bad for him either way. It does look pretty bad. And Yusupov had a very good reason to lie because he needs to escape punishment for this death. And to do that, he needs to present Rasputin as some sort of diabolical tyrant, a monster um, that that couldn't even be killed by bullets or poison or whatever. Um, And this kind of this fitted the widely held view in Russia at the time that Rasputin was a dark force, a malign influence who was dragging Russia down to its doom. Um, And it's worth adding, really, at this point, that Yusupov's um, story, his lies about Rasputin's death, worked. He was never, ever punished for Rasputin's murder. Can you tell us a little bit more about the background of Rasputin's relationship with the Tsar and Tsarina? What was his reputation among the others in the court and among the citizens of Russia at the time? Well, this is a weird one. You see, the Tsar, um, and particularly the Tsarina, they absolutely adored Rasputin. He seemed to have these kind of miraculous powers that um, could help their haemophiliac son. But the rumours were, the dark rumours were, that um, he was trying to persuade the German-born Tsarina to pull Russia out of the war, which would, of course, have been an absolute disaster for the Allied soldiers on the Western Front, because if Russia's no longer in the war on the Eastern Front, the Germans can put all their soldiers onto the Western Front. So, um, so this, this sort of gives a bit of the background to why uh, a lot of people wanted to do away with Rasputin. Um, the accounts of him at court are quite extraordinary. There's a really disgusting account, if you want to hear that, um, of, of the ladies of the court. Uh, Rasputin used to eat his meals with his fingers and he used to have sauce dripping down his hands. And there's an account um, of the ladies of the court at the end of the meal. They'd queue up to suck the sauce off Rasputin's, Rasputin's fingers. Uh, I'll leave you that little image to conjure with in your head. 
On the topic of uh, Rasputin's influence with the foreign affairs of the Tsar and Tsarina, if the British were involved in Rasputin's death, what was their motive? Yeah, well, the British most certainly were involved in his death. Uh, you see, Yusupov's oldest friend was a British guy called Oswald Rayner. They'd both been at Oxford University together. Oswald Rayner worked for MI6, the British Secret Service. And um, Oswald Rayner w- was known to have been in the Yusupov Palace on the night of Rasputin's murder. And, you know, the autopsy reports um, from Rasputin's death, from his corpse, um, have now been found and restudied. And they found that Rasputin was horribly tortured, grotesquely tortured in the hours before his death. But what actually killed him? There were three gunshots in his body. But the shot that actually killed him was a professional hit job, a bullet, um, a a 0.45 Webley revolver shot directly through his brain. Now, a Webley revolver was the gun, the standard issue gun to all of the British MI6 uh, officers who were serving undercover in Russia at the time. And Oswald Rayner had one of these guns. And it's now thought that it's almost certain that Oswald Rayner was the person that actually killed Rasputin um, in the company of Yusupov at the Yusupov Palace. I'm finding it hard to conjure the sympathy for the grisly nature of Rasputin's murder. Nonetheless, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about Rasputin's life? What was the nature of his supposed powers? Well, it's kind of completely weird. Rasputin had set himself up as what's called in Russian a starets, or a so-called sort of holy man who had semi-magical powers. And this certainly seemed to be the case in his dealings with the Tsar and Tsarina's son, who is very, very ill with haemophilia. He seemed to be able to help uh, the son, you know, and cure him. But Rasputin, uh, that's one side of him. The other side is he was dissolute. He was he was debauched. He was a drunkard, um, a filthy, disgusting man. And given taking all that on board, it's kind of extraordinary that he had such a hold um, over the Tsar and the Tsarina. And really, I think the British were right to fear Rasputin because Rasputin was one of the few people who could have persuaded the royal family to pull Russia out of the First World War. And that would have been a disaster for the Allied forces. Thanks, Giles. For more quirky history tales like this one, check out Giles' newest book, When Hitler Took Cocaine and Lenin Lost His Brain, available now at all book retailers. If you've been listening to and enjoying Unknown History, then please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd really appreciate it, and thanks for tuning in.